morning we got to worship service with uh, Brother Dan. He's going to be with us this morning bringing the service. To, uh, then after the service at 11.15, we've got the circles. They're going to be a combined group down in the fellowship hall, and that'll be 11.15. And then at 12, uh, after uh, the circles, we're all going to lunch, and that will be everybody's invited, so if you like to come, that'll be at the Abachi Grill in West Monroe. And uh, Brother Ray, are you paying for everybody? Or? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Appreciate that. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody else next. Anyway, I'm kidding about that. But anyway, everybody's invited to the Abachi Grill. And uh, we're all going to get there, meet there today, and have lunch. So, uh, Monday we've got Grace Place. We'll be serving there at Grace Place at 11 o'clock. And uh, for anybody that hadn't signed up, you can sign up out in the foyer. And also, uh, we've got enough uh, oatmeal pies, everybody. And thank each of you for donating those. So, uh, we'll get those over there. And anybody that's uh, serving, we'll see you there at about 11 o'clock. So, uh, Wednesday service, we'll have service at 6.30, and Brother Ray's gonna be bringing that 6.30 this Wednesday. And we've got a special business meeting. We'll be uh, set Feb February the 5th, which is next Sunday. It's hard to believe that January is just about gone. This year started off uh, fast. And uh, given this morning, if you if you have anything to, that you want to put in the offering, Cypress Street Church, you can go in to that, or you drop it in the uh, box back on the back wall. That'll be fine, or just uh, turn it into uh, one of the ushers will be fine too. And that's for our members. That's not for the visitors. So we're just glad y'all are here. So we'll read a. Uh, Give me just a second to find this. and I'm going to read this morning from Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now, that the day of his return is drawing near. Again, thank each of you for being here this morning and just uh, welcome each of you and be part of the service this morning. I'm gonna pray for us. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for the love that you have for each of us, Lord. And we just ask that you be with our service this morning to lift you up, Lord, and to serve you. And Thank you for each one here today in the families. And we just ask all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Won't you stand with us as we begin our worship service? We're going to start with kind of a theme chorus that we've had this weekend. God is good. All, all the, the time. time. All the time. God is good. All right. Hallelujah. 
able to continue standing, please do so as we sing this beautiful song. Oh, how I love Jesus. now. We're sorry about the monitors being down this morning, but we are going to get that corrected. We hope by next week. It was sort of a short notice them going down. So anyway, on our prayer requests, uh, we ask you to remember Dan and Lynn. Just continue praying for them that the Lord will have their will, His will in their life and also in our church family. Larry Lawson, ask that you continue to pray for him. PJ was here yesterday and I talked to her a few minutes, so he has improved some. Uh, James Brown, that's B.J.'s brother-in-law. I think he has had a little bit of improvement also. Uh, Lima Ray, Reagan, uh, praise the Lord. And I'm not sure about that, the details on him. He's a little one-year-old that had ear infections. They were able to get the surgery done. Do the surgery? Okay. Th they said thanks for the prayers, everybody's prayers on that. Uh, Robert Warsham, about a job. Uh, he's uh, looking at in South Carolina. Also, the family of uh, Cheyenne Jordan, as Priscilla Worsham, our secretary's uh, granddaughter. Just uh, remember that family, keep them, and remember Priscilla with her just losing Larry. This has been a tough uh, week on her. So, uh, if you have any requests for prayer, uh, you can... Uh, Call Karen and we'll get that put in the, uh, or call the church office and we'll get that put in the uh, bulletin. And then for any text prayer request, uh, you can call Karen and she'll get that out for you. And I think that's all the announcements we have. We appreciate everybody's support that's been here this weekend. And uh, Brother. Brother Dan and Lynn, good to have y'all with us. Melissa and Brother Ray, if you would come and pray for us, we appreciate that. I think that's all the announcements. Good to have each other here. If you're visiting, uh, we ask you to please come back. Leo, good to have you. The Honeycuts, good. And thank God that he's touched you and you're doing well after your surgery and everything. 
We're good to have you and your family here this morning. Come, Brother Ray. I want to reiterate uh, what James said about the praise of the Lord. It is great to see Leo here and God's working in his life and uh, giving him a, a little more time to be with us. And, and uh, God's not through with any of us yet, you know. As long as you're breathing here and you're here wherever you are, God's not through with you. And uh, his love's with you no matter where you go. The Bible says we can go anywhere uh, and he's always with us. And that's a comfort. I'm telling you, because we sometimes find ourselves in some uh, pretty crazy places, maybe even the most expensive hospital room in the country, you know, <laughs> and uh, God's there no matter where we are. And I, I praise his, his holy name for being with little Liam, uh, and our hearts go out to him, so we praise the Lord for that. And several others that have had COVID are back, we're excited about that as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and if you would, I'd like you to think of maybe the number one need that's on your heart right now, maybe the request for a physical need in your body or your families, maybe a lost loved one, family member, parent, child, uh, maybe a close friend. I'd like you to think about that for a moment. Jesus, as we contemplate that need that you've laid on our heart or the burden that we carry, we're reminded, Lord, that when you were here on earth, you told us to cast our cares and to give them to you, that you care for us. So, Lord, on this worship Sunday, January 29th, you call us to lay our burdens at your feet. And, Father, we pray that we will cast them to you. You tell us that many times we don't receive because we don't ask. You tell us of the parable where the lady was at the wicked judge knocking on the door asking for justice. And you tell us how much more you desire to have us have our needs met. So God, we pray, we cast that name, that situation, that illness, that concern to your feet right now. And Lord, as a corporation of church family that love one another, we definitely cast the Worsham family, Lord, and the Jordan family in, in Cheyenne at only 27 death. Father, and as has already been shared, Larry passing away in the last month. Father, we just pray that you would minister to that family. Father, we pray that you would be with Dan and Lynn and Melissa as they fly and drive back, God, that you would be with them. And many others that travel. This week I understand several are traveling. Lord, how your traveling mercies are so precious. So we cast that to you as well. Lord, for BJ, Larry, and the situation there, her brother. Lord, all those concerns that have been mentioned this morning. Father, we come to you right now just laying all our burdens at your feet. And Father, we now ask that you would speak to our hearts, move among us, anoint Pastor Dan, Sister Lynn, Lord, and we pray that they will have freedom to just share what's on their mind and hearts and what you have given them. And Lord, your will would be done. We pray for our church family, guide and direct us. Lord, may we continue to love on one another and be your ambassadors in your hands and feet. And God, I pray that today we would feel your presence in our midst. Lord, even when there's technical difficulties, you don't have a problem coming through. Praise the Lord. Amen. We know that you're here. We believe that you're here. And we honor your presence. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Brother Dan, Pastor Dan Masters. From Harrison? Harrisburg. Harrisburg. I almost said Harrison. That's Harrisburg, right. Illinois. That's right. Temporarily. <laughs> One of the things that gets me in the mood to sometimes uh, prepare for uh, my messages is I like to sing. And I sing to myself, I sing to the Lord. So I think if everything works here, I'm going to try to sing a song. So if you'll start, start.
start that thing, we'll, uh, okay, hopefully it'll come on. Applause for you, Lynn. I think Lynn is supposed to come and share with about our family, tell you a little bit about them. Is that right? Okay. We're a little, you know, we're senior citizens now, and steps are sometimes a little challenging for us, so <laughs> we're trying to figure out how to coordinate all this. Um, well, you know, my assignment is to talk about my five kids now, and I'm only supposed to do this in five minutes now. I'm not so sure that's going to happen, but I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> um, the, um, the funny thing about it is that when we were, went to Gulf Coast Bible College and we were planning on getting married, we were required to take counseling. And one of the questions our uh, uh, counselor asked us was an important question that young couples need to discuss before they get married is how many children? And so um, we kind of sit there for a minute, and finally Dan didn't say anything. So I thought, well, I, I have four in my family. I guess four would be a good number. And then so Dan was, he said, well, I had six in my family. I think that would be a good number. And th the funny thing is God had the last life. We have five children. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and, you know, God, our children are a gift from, uh, from the Lord. And they, they're supposed to be a picture. And I, okay, they're up there. So it's like God had a 
he always has a reason and purpose the way he weaves our families together. Sometimes we don't see it uh, at the time, but um, later on we can. And one of the things is, Dan and I had been married about six years when Melissa came along. Uh, and it was kind of a rough point in our ministry. People, there were some people in our church that were starting to believe a rumor that Dan and I were having some marriage problems. Well, obviously, when we're having a baby, it kind of cleared up that there was no problems and we were, everything was fine. You know? So that kind of, God sent the, sent the baby just at the right time. And we, we, uh, have, we had Melissa um, and her name. Uh, it, names were important to us. We were very careful in what names we selected. So Melissa's name uh, is Honeybee or Sweet Spirit, and that's really true. She's the nurse in our family. If we have any medical questions, we're going to check with Melissa to make sure uh, uh, that we've got the right answers. And the medication list, we'd let her re read through it and tell us if it's, you know, the pros and cons and what have you. So we appreciate that uh, service that she does to her our family. Well, I thought that Okay, we got, had the first one. We'll just have, we'll just get started on building this family. And so, um, one year went by, two year went by, and that was okay. wasn't quite ready. When you got a two year old, ditch or chase around, you really don't want to spend a lot of time thinking about a new one. Although it does happen, because I, I'll test that. Um, but it was almost six years and six and a half years before our daughter number two, which is Bethany, um, was born. And that was a, quite the journey that the Lord put me through to teach me and prepare me for the things. And that's a, a long story that I'm not going to go into, but just let me tell you, I knew that God had done special something special in my life and in Dan's life. And so that's why we chose the name Bethany Faith. I can remember we lived in Tyler, Texas, and we're driving down the highway back to Alabama, and Dan said, I think the name should be Bethany Faith, and I knew immediately that that was the right name for that child, because uh, Bethany was the place where Lazarus was raised from the dead, and I felt like God had done a miracle in my life, and he had, he had given me the opportunity for another gift from him, and it was because of the faith that... Um, Dan and I had in the Lord that he sent us the gift of Bethany Faith. Today, Bethany's birthday. She's 35 today, so happy birthday, Bethany. Um, and she has really been a joy to our family. She's kind of one of our organizers. She's in a leadership position for uh, the Republic uh, Garbage People. I'm sure there's a better name for that, but that's what I know about because the garbage truck is when it comes to pick up our garbage. So, <laughs> and, uh, so anyway... And then about three years later, we added what we thought was our, you know, last one, you know. It was our son, Caleb Daniel. And uh, Dan has always picked the names for our children. And so he said Caleb and Daniel, with Daniel being his name, that was fine with that. Um, and the, it's, it's amazing to me the characteristics that these children have with the names that they have. Because um, Bethany's certainly brought life to our family. Caleb, uh, Daniel, uh, if you remember in the Bible, Caleb uh, was the one that believed that they could go into the promised land. And um, he, had a, he had a vision for what God wanted to do. And Daniel was a man of vision too. And Caleb's uh, area of expertise is he's very creative and um, he has a vision for um, this technology. Uh, he does podcasts, and if you want to know more about it, ask Melissa, because I can't tell it as good as she can. So she said, Mom, just tell him, ask me. But um, and he's in his, um, I think he's 33 now, 30-something, 30 31, yes, 31. And uh, then, then we got real busy. Uh, and 19 months later had Abigail Lynn. And Abigail Lynn was, it was kind of amusing. The story with her name was, I thought, it's my turn. I'm going to name a baby. So I said, we should name the baby Flora Grace. And my husband said, there is no way we're putting that name. Well, I said, well, Dan, it was your grandma's name and my grandma's name. Don't you think? No, we're not going there. So poor little Abigail sat in the hospital with no name for a couple of days. And finally he said, okay, you've got two choices. So I got to choose a little bit. And it, one of them was Abigail Lynn. And I love the story of Abigail in the Bible because Abigail had such a servant heart in our Abbey. Is, has a servant heart, and she serves as the nanny to our two grandchildren now. Um, Bethany is the one that has the two children, her and her husband, Austin. And then we really thought we were con con completed our family. And then three years later, we got another little surprise gift that we weren't expecting, but, you know, uh, good things 
God always does good things. And Nathaniel, David came into our life. Um, and Nathaniel, David, uh, is he's a man after God's own heart. And he loves history. And he has an interesting job now that I can't tell you about, but Melissa might can tell you more about it. <laughs> but um, each of those children, uh, those names that we chose, they have exhibited some of those characteristics. And so that's, uh, that's kind of the... Uh, amazing thing. The last thing I'll say is uh, God's sense of humor. We, it took us three decades to get all of our family here. One in the 20s, one in the three in the 30s, and the one in our 40s. And we lived through it. And God has been good and gracious to us. Um, our two grandchildren were born. I had the opportunity to be present when our uh, grandson was born. His name is Cole. Um, and Cole will soon be three. And uh, he was born in February of 2020, right before COVID. And um, actually, so I, you know, that time the, there was not real strict guidelines. And so I did get to be present with um, my son, uh, daughter and son-in-law for that birth. And that was very special to me. And uh, then uh, Cora came a little bit quicker than they'd expected. And she just turned one. So there's about, oh, a little about 20 months maybe between them. Uh, and she uh, is just now, we haven't. I got to see her walk yet. She's she's starting to pull up, and we're thinking any day now. Um, but if if she really wants to know the truth, I think it's going to be when Nana gets there, because Nana. <laughs> and we're we're planning on going down there for Cole's birthday at the end of February. But Cole walked on when we went for his um, first birthday. That's when he decided he would walk, and so I got to be there to see him take his first steps. So, you know, God honors these little s silly things that we sometimes pray like that. And uh, so we're, we're very grateful for all of our five gifts that God has given us and the opportunity that we've had to pour into their lives through the years. And real proud of the, the men and women they've become. Let me add that if... Uh if it looks like, and we've said this at different meetings, but I want you all to know this. Uh, Lynn is, is uh, blind, legally blind. Now, she still drives very carefully on side streets, but I don't let her out too much of the house. But she does not see your hand. So if you put your hand out to her, she may not see your hand. And if you really wanted to see her, come up here and slap her in the face, and she will respond. I guarantee it. <laughs> One way or the other. But no, uh, she she has no peripheral vision and can and cannot see down below. So, uh, uh, I just wanted to let you know that she's really not an unfriendly person. So, um, this morning uh, I wanted to share. Um, I think I do, as soon as I get all my papers together here. What did I do with that? That's, that's the story of my life. I uh, went off and left my, some of my notes on my desk in my office at the other church. And um, is there a single little paper there? No, real small? Where? Oh, that's it. Thank you. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I try to be prepared for everything, and sometimes I'm not. So, what I wanted to share this morning was to picture the possibilities. I don't know if you've ever had one here, maybe you have. Perhaps a lot of churches have, but had someone that come and did a chalk talk. Y'all know familiar what chalk talks are? And usually someone will come up and they start telling a story, and while they're telling the story, they start drawing. And I want you to picture as we begin uh, this sharing time. Uh, what time are we done here? 11? 11? Okay. Uh, I want you to visualize a blank cam canvas this morning. I'm not an artist, but I sure enjoy seeing artists at work. A blank canvas this morning, perhaps sitting up here. 
And as you know, as the story goes and you watch the chalk talker, uh, they begin first by drawing an outline and with their hands. And I don't know how they do it, but they visualize a place that they want to get to, the final product before they're able to, uh, to, to draw the, the picture. And one of the uh, ones that I remember was a chalk talker came up there and he started drawing and he was telling this story and I didn't know where he was going. But at the very end of it, I don't know how he did it, he used different colors of chalk and, you know, he'd always end up with a beautiful picture of what we think, suppose, Jesus looked like. And I want you to this morning to look at your life as I look at mine and uh, look on this canvas and begin to draw the possibilities that God has in your life. And hopefully at the end of your picture you'll see the image of Christ in your life. Picture the possibility of what it would look like if we all looked like Jesus and we all act like Jesus. Wouldn't it be a, a, a world changer, wouldn't it? The whole world would change. You know, Jesus came once to change the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Picture the possibilities. We talked about the kingdom last night. The possibilities of Jesus inhabiting your life. And as you are drawing your life, presenting the picture of Jesus. I like to watch a TV show on Saturday nights while I'm preparing for you know, and getting my mind focused for Sunday mornings is, and you all didn't, didn't carry it here in West Monroe. We have to talk to the cable people, I guess. But anyhow, it's, it's, a, it's a, called Huckabee. I don't know if you, if you ever watched Huckabee. It's a Huckabee show, and it's kind of a, a, a Christian Johnny Carson. You know, they have a lot of different people on there. But the other night, they had a painter. He's called a splash painter. And he started on this blank canvas, as I was telling you about, and he started with paints. And what he did, he first of all drew the outline. This is what made me think of this illustration. Uh, 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 the, he started drawing the outline. And then he put his hand and fingers in different color paints, and he'd start throwing them on there. And they had some background music, and you thought, what is this going to look like? And, and, and as the paint would go on there, it would bubble up and kind of drip a little bit and drip in there, there. But I want to tell you, at the end, after about three minutes, this picture that seemed like had no form or value was the most beautiful rendition of the face of Jesus Christ. And you know, that's what God desires of each one of our hearts. Through all the bumps and bruises. In that song that I sang, when you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams. Life is not easy. Life is difficult. But as we conform and we continue to draw that picture of Christ, we become like him. And I want you this morning to consider the possibilities of what God has in store for each one of our lives. The scripture, uh, Pastor Ray asked me, he said, uh, what is your scripture reading for Sunday? And I said, I got so many. So I picked out this one and I did the best I can, Ray, sorry. Uh, but it's from uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 27. As we picture the possibilities Jesus was looking at his disciples and he said to them, with people it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Now Jesus, put this into context, Jesus had just spoken with a, a rich young ruler. Remember that story? 
and how the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him, he said, well, you got to get rid of what you got and come and follow me. And the disciples looked at him and said, you know, that, that's, that's kind of difficult. And Jesus says it's easier for uh, a, a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get to heaven. And then his disciples said, Jesus, you're kind of hard. And he, he says, well, with people, you have to understand, we're talking kingdom things now. With, with, uh, with, with the... Uh, 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 all of, with this story, wh what is possible, what is impossible with people? I want you to know what's impossible, impossibilities you see in your life. It may be impossible. Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you cannot tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible. And he will do what no other power can do. Picture the possibilities in your life turning impossibilities to possibilities. I've heard, you've heard this, uh, this story before about, uh, I'm sure, uh, uh, the older man that was walking along the beach. And as he was walking along the beach, uh, there was a little boy. And this little boy was doing something really, you know, not understandable by the older man. He was taking the starfish that was coming on to shore. And the little boy, every one of these starfish, he would take it and he would sling it back into the ocean. And the older gentleman said to the little boy, son, what are you doing? And he told him, he said, well, I'm putting the starfish back into the water. And the, the older gentleman said, son, that's, there's, that, that's, that's pretty difficult, isn't it? He said, what good is it going to do? What good is it going to do to take a step? Another one's going to come up on the shore too. What are you going to do about that one? And the little boy bent down and he picked up a starfish and he went and he threw it back into the water and he says, it makes a difference to that one. <laughs> and you know what? The possibilities in our life, the impossibilities, makes differences in other people's life when we show them Jesus. Picture the possibilities. Well, I want to uh, uh, share three things that I believe are important as a church body to consider as we think of impossibilities. You know, Walt, Walt Emerson wrote this. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. If we look at the circumstances and the situations around us, Walt Emerson says, hey, look behind you, look at it, and look before us. But what really matters is what lives within us. And church, as I talked last night about the Holy Spirit being the motivator of the body of Christ, that's got to be present in us. If the church, is, uh, church will succeed as a people, it will be because the Holy Spirit is driving us. And it's in us. And it's not a result of the circumstances in or out of the church, but it is the Holy Spirit working within our, our hearts as a, as, a, as a fire. So there's three things this morning that I want to share about this scripture, thinking about the possibilities. The, word, the first one is this. Well, let, me, let me back up just a moment. Where did you get that scripture that you read this morning? I, I, I don't know who put the, the scripture that you read this morning from Hebrews. Wasn't it? 
Yeah, I want to read my scripture from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25. I asked her, and she, he started reading that, and I said, I didn't tell him what I was going to talk about. <laughs> but it says this, Since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean with an evil conscience, from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, forsaking, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day going. Three challenges in this portion of scripture, and I'll do this very quickly so you don't have to say amen or, or, or praise the Lord. Um, the first thing I, I see in this scripture as we ponder the question of, of considering the possibilities. What is the possibilities, number one, of characteristic from this portion of scripture is... Is it possible for us to be a worshiping church? A worshiping church. I love your singing. I, I, I told Lynn last night when we got back to the motel, I said, you know, that is the freest I have felt in a long time preaching because I said, that singing was really good last night. You know, singing has been used for years and for millenniums leading into the worship of God. So that when we come, it is scriptural that we come and we sing together because it leads the way. Now, hopefully we won't be like David. That as he was leading the way to the holy of holy, the presence of God, he just got so excited and was dancing around and stripped off his clothes. And, you know, let's not do that. <laughs> but, but, but let's remember that we are a worshiping church. We are not here just because it's Sunday morning. As I said last night, we have been conditioned through the years of going to church at a specific time. And now we've gone to church and now we can go back to the way we live. That's not a worshiping church. A worshiping church is one that when they come into the presence of God, as we should outside as well as inside, but when we come into the house of God, we have one focus. That's to see Jesus. And that's to worship. You know, Jesus is worthy of our praise. He created you, and he knows all about you. And again, he is the one, the reason that we are here, because he came and he took our place on an old rugged cross so that we could live and be forgiven. Isn't that wonderful? Do y'all like being forgiven? I know some of you have never had to say I'm sorry in your life. I have to multiple times, usually to my wife. But, you know, we have to say I'm sorry. And, and, and you know, it shouldn't hurt the body of Christ. It is not a one thing a one-time event that when we come to Jesus and accept Christ into our heart to say, I'm sorry. I think sometimes I failed the Lord many different times and I've had to go to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And I know your blood has, has covered a multitude of my sins. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. I'm so glad he shed his blood, aren't you, this morning? We need to be a worshiping church. What's the possibilities of us being a worshiping church? To come together, to focus upon him, to enjoy the holy of holies, to enjoy the spirit of the living God. What's the possibilities? The second thing that I want to share is explore the, 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 uh, the possibilities of a church that challenges us. 
I believe every time that we come in this place, we need to be challenged. Challenged by the Word of God. You know, Paul said, study to show thyself approved unto God. Workmen that needeth not be ashamed. You know, sometimes we really don't know how to share the gospel. Sometimes we don't know some of the answers that God gives us in his word. And we don't know, and, and we ought to be challenged. And I hope this morning that as we go from this place, that you will be challenged somehow that you hear from God and say, hey, you know, this is about me. What's the impossibilities that God wants to make possible in my life? I want us to be a worshiping church, but I want us to be a church that is challenged daily, daily by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit, by the way that we live, by the way that we're drawing on our blank canvas, the picture of Christ. Then the last thing I, I, would, I would say this morning, y'all say last thing. You know what that means? Absolutely nothing. But, you know, it keeps you awake, you know. The last thing is to be an encouraging church. You say, Pastor, how, how can I be a, a, an encouragement? By you being here and sitting in your pews right now. Every one of you, you are encouraging each other. You are encouraging me this morning just by being here. Why? Because you are a person that is important, that is a world changer, that is throwing the starfish into the water. You are the one that brings encouragement to the one that is down and out, the one that is discouraged, the one that's had a hard time saying there is a solution and it's in the person of Jesus Christ. And so let me go to metal to here just a minute. I believe church attendance is very important. I want to tell you that. And I know it's not, it's not always able to go to church for various reasons. And I believe God forgives you, but the pastor don't. But <laughs> I believe God forgives us. But... I believe that we all should make it very intentional to be in the house of the Lord to stimulate one another. I think we need to be a church of encouragement. And you are. This weekend, you guys have treated us like, like a king queen. And you, you really have. And Melissa, I don't know where you fall in there, but I think a princess. Melissa's here to watch over mom and dad, make sure we don't act stupid. So I just want you to know that. Uh, but, uh, and we have. Uh, but uh, encourage one another. Find the good points out about other people. I mean, Ray, I, I don't know, I can't think of a lot of things, but yeah, he, he's, he's got the best beard. I can't grow a beard. <laughs> Find something about a talent or an ability. Each one of you have been given a ability and talent given by God to fit into this body. And I want you to know you're needed to exercise your gift because it brings encouragement and it feeds the others in our congregation. I, I will promise you if I am your pastor, that I will preach the word of God and I will attempt to encourage each of you every Sunday you're here. In some way, some I, I used to be a hellfire and brimstone preacher. I know you can't imagine that, but I used to be until the Lord got a hold of me and said, Dan, what are you doing? You're roasting those people like a hot dog roasted over a hot fire, campfire. And you know, uh, I got chastised for that by the Lord. You all are very imperfect. Sometimes we wound those that are hurting the most. And we need to say things. I, I don't put up with gossip. I don't put up with the rumor mill. Uh, but I want to tell you this. I will trust whatever you tell me. Now, in the back of my head, I look, I think about, huh, he may not be telling me the whole truth. But you tell me, and I'm going to believe you. Because I believe we need to believe in each other. 
Believe in each other for who each of us is. Every child is just as important as the 80-year-old in this church. Every youth, you are important to God. You have so much to offer the kingdom of God. You have so much to offer this church to encourage the body and build up the body. Young adults, oh, you are you're precious in the sight of God. Raising these children in a day that is so uncertain. And we don't know what the next turn's going to be or what the next thing that's going to come out on our media, social media, and whatever. I want to tell you, this is a time that God is calling the church to action. It's a time that we come together to be educated, to be challenged, and to be encouraged. I hope this weekend I have encouraged you. I hope. And that's my promise, that I will try to encourage you every time we meet together in some way. Now, there may be along with it some other little, I'm not sure about that, but please bear with me as we share together and win the loss to Christ. Do you know there's people that don't know Jesus Christ in this world? And you know who's been given the assignment to go into the harvest? It's the church. It's the church. Well, I ran across this uh, illustration, and actually it was in one of Billy Graham's sermons that he preached. And is it up there? Is that the chessboard? Okay, good deal. Um, it's a story uh, about a painting that was displayed in a gallery over in Paris. Uh, back around 1880. And this was reported in a newspaper. And so I'm just taking that as Billy Graham said that he took it from this newspaper. So I'm trusting him. But anyhow, he's told of a, 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 master, a master chess player. And his assistant went to visit this gallery. And as they observed uh, the many different paintings, uh, there was one... Uh, one painting that really struck the eye of the, the, uh, the master chess player. And as he saw this, he, he, he began to concentrate on that. And knowing that the title of this was called Checkmate, it really interested him as being a chess player. And so he looked and he was discovering different moves that had been made and finally, his assistant came to him and said, Sir, what intrigues you so much about this painting? And the master chess player studied it and studied it, and he finally said, There's something wrong with this picture. He said, The work's not done. That's not checkmate. And the assistant says, well, yes, the artist did it, and it was a move of checkmate. There was no more moves that could be made. And finally, the master chess player said this, look at that picture. There's still one more move that could be made. And he started to describe it. He said, look, look at the king on that chess table. He said, that, che that king still has one more move to make. It's not checkmate. The game's not over. It's not checkmate. The king still has one move left. And sure enough, others were drawn to this artist's picture. They were drawn to study the picture along with the master chess player. And it was discovered that indeed the picture was wrong for the king still had one more move to make. Here's the message to you church. Brothers and sisters, when everything seems hopeless and there is no future, the king still has one more move to make. 
When the bottom has fallen out, the wells are dry, the king still has one more move to make. When families and loved ones are seemingly do not understand our life in Christ, the king still has one more move to make in your life. When the devil has us deceived and discouraged, the king has one more move to make. And I say this today to Cypress Street Church. To picture the possibilities of what God wants to become within us as we draw that picture of Christ in the canvas of our life. We can make a difference. You can make a difference. God's counting on us to make a difference. But remember, the king still has one more move in your life and in the life of this church and in my life. May God bless you this morning. May God continue to work in your heart, in your life as you grow and we become that possibility of being everything God wants us to be as a church. God bless you this morning. Let's pray as the ladies are coming forward. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word to say, as we've heard this morning, that you said that nothing is impossible with you. And you, Lord, think of the writer of Hebrews that says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And Lord, we release our faith to you to become and explore the possibilities that you have for us as a congregation working together in the mission field to bring in the harvest. And Lord, as we draw our pictures on that canvas, may it reflect our lives to become more like the master each day. Lord, we're not there yet, but we sure are move, want to move towards being like you. We love you, Lord. Holy Spirit, do your work. If there's those that need to respond in some way, Lord, let them have that little time with you sometime today. Minister to the needs that are here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Won't you stand with us as we sing, Only Believe, All Things Are Possible. that uh, what's impossible for us in fact God loves impossible I think <laughs> he does some pretty amazing things we've heard testimonies about that and uh, if we just have the faith that like you said of a mustard seed it's amazing uh, won't you be seated just a minute and uh, James is going to come up and share something but I wanted to share with you uh, especially the members of the church we've called a special meeting for next Sunday but I want to kind of reiterate the process if I could and that is that um, today you know we'll talk again with Dan and Lynn Pastor Dan and Lynn and and then in the next period of time when the Lord speaks to them and they tell us they feel led to uh, come here and we feel led, then we will let you know by Wednesday anyway. And we'll have absentee ballots. If you participated last night or today, you're eligible to vote. And we know some of you uh, have trips and planning and all that. So we want to have all those folks uh, participate. We want everybody to participate, but we just want folks to have been able to meet them and talk to them and uh, 
and, and sense and pray. So our, our process is to pray, pray for them. Uh, we, we want them to come, but we want God's will. And so we pray. We want God's will above everything. So I just want to clarify that, that we'll be praying and then we'll, we'll let everybody know. We'll send out flock notes. If by chance you're not on flock note and you consider this your church home, grab me, grab uh, Brother James, and, and grab uh, Randy or anybody. Just grab somebody and say, who do I talk to? And they'll probably have you come talk to somebody. We want everybody included and we love you. And I'm excited. We're going to continue Wednesday night on worship. And, um, and that's been our series. And, and we've had some good times. And we're just going to pray for good weather and all that as well. Okay, Brother James, if you'll come up and uh, close our service. Y'all don't forget to come eat with us today, too, at the Bocce Grill. We'll get to visit with them some more. <laughs> but if, before you go to the grill, we've got to circle. So, but good to have each of you here today. Like I said, if you're visiting, we appreciate you coming and ask that you please come back. Uh, and thanks everybody for getting out in this bad weather this morning. But I think it's cleared up a little bit for a while. So, uh, and also the uh, combined circles will be meeting right after we close this morning. And uh, I think. In the fellowship hall, yes. So, Brother Dan, thank you and Lynn for being with us this weekend. Uh, thank you for this message to, with the picture of possibilities in our lives. And uh, we're just going to continue praying, and y'all continue praying. We want God's will for their lives, for our church, and for each of our lives. So, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the love that you have for each of us. Thank you for the possibilities in each of our lives, the, the painting that we, paint, that we paint daily, Lord, as we go out and live our life. Just help us to walk with you daily, Lord, to be in your will for our lives. And again, thank you for this service. Thank you for this day. And we just ask you to go with us and ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen.